Blog Talk Radio. Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Up Your Volume Morning Show podcast where we talk about arts and living conscious. We finally have my mom back. Welcome, V. Hello. I'm happy to be back. It's nice to be in a location for a couple days and not traveling. I'm not going to lie. There you go. I'll be joining you in a couple of days. I can't wait. I know. I can't wait either. It's the perfect time to come to Denver. I mean, I was here just a couple weeks ago and there weren't any signs of fall, but there are now not only the leaves, but this morning when I got out to walk Gidget, it was 37 degrees. Yes, 37 degrees. That's awesome. I can't wait. But it'll be in the high 70s when I'm there. So yeah, I, I like off. cold nights. Yeah, it's cold nights, cold mornings, sunny, beautiful afternoons. I'm, I'm all about it. I can't wait. I can't wait. And never, never having been to Denver and hearing so many amazing things about just how beautiful it is and all the mountains and stuff. I just, that's what I need. I think that's the the season I miss the most living in LA is definitely fall. Same here. And it's, it is beautiful here. I'm not going to lie, but I mean, I have to tell you as someone who spent most of her life at the beach, I feel Mm -hmm. very far away from where I'm comfortable. Um, I just could never see myself not living where I couldn't get to the ocean, you know, on a dime. It, uh, it, it really is uh, beautiful, I mean, breathtaking, but I truly am learning that my heart and soul is a beach girl, for sure. Love it. I definitely think I am, too, but we, like you said, we spend a lot of our lives at the beach. I think it's just, it's just, well, you know. yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, we have a lot of good stuff for you guys this morning. Um, I want to get right into it, because we have kind of a, kind of a full podcast of, of a bunch of stuff. Um and like I said, we're really happy to have Paleo Boss Lady, my mom, back. So I'm excited to be doing a podcast with her. Um, and, you know, when I grew up, I was really, we both were, but I was definitely really into Gwen Stefani. And today, you know, I'm just, you know, I, I have my daily routine of waking up. And the first thing I do is, you know, check my emails and my notifications on Facebook, all that stuff. Um, and I saw that Gwen Stefani turns 47 today, and I was shocked. I don't know why I, don't I look like her at 47. Have, she looks great. And it just made me think, okay, 1996 is when, or 1995 or 96 is when just a girl came out. So I was only seven or eight. And, you know, that was 20, you know, 20 years ago. So wow. that, I mean, she was my age. She had to have been, she was 27, you know, and she was, and I'm 28. She was, she was my age when that came out. So, um, you know, it's, it's just crazy to put it in perspective like that, you know, it's just like, man, I, she, she, uh, she's definitely killing it. And though I haven't been a huge fan of her, her solo stuff ever since leaving, no doubt, I do still think she, she rocks the stage and she looks great and she's still, um, you know, just, I think a really great personality, and that's why I think she's lasted so long in the industry. You know, she's just a, a cool, cool hang. 
And I've always oh, loved her style. Her style has oh just always been awesome to me and very unique and original and a reflection of her personality, where she came from, yeah. all that stuff. I agree. I love, I think for, for females, it's always been her for me. Um, and males got to be Pharrell. So I feel like they, mm-hmm. no wonder that they're such good friends because I feel like they definitely complement each other on that type of stuff. But yeah, so happy birthday to Gwen Stefani today, turning 47. Um, and another, like, awesome female rocker, badass, um, Amy Lee from Evanescence. I was always, like, a huge fan of her voice because she was one of the, um, you know, uh, she was a singer that crossed over, you know, did mm-hmm. classical music and was trained classically and then, then kind of did her own thing in the contemporary world, which happened to be kind of this this experimental rock um, band group called Evanescence. Um, she came out recently... Uh, I believe yesterday, and just saying that that's not all for Evanescence. They do still have more that they're going to put out. So they have a new album coming out soon. Um, and she also said that along with the new album, she will, they will be putting out a vinyl box set with all of their albums, including the pre-Fallen material. So Fallen was their last album um, recorded, I believe, that came out in 2011, um, which was also their last tour. And I guess fans have been really begging for the stuff that was not released. Um, off of Fallen and um, she's going to put that in their vinyl box and she's really excited about it. I think the reason she didn't release a lot of them is that they were very close to her and um, it's very vulnerable when, you, vulnerable when you're a songwriter and to open up like that to, to people you don't even know that are your fans and kind of you know share a story with them that may be a little too personal you know um, Right. Who who knows um, but we, we are going to get into Kid Cudi and his kind of experience with dealing with that and how emotions play a huge role into being a songwriter and artist. Um, so stick around for that. But um, I just wanted to say that I'm excited for Evanescence's album, and obviously we will be keeping you posted when more information about that comes out. So definitely stay tuned um, for your future podcast where we talk about their upcoming album and final box uh, set release. Also, the BET Hip Hop Awards were last night. Uh, I don't know if a lot of you got to see it, but if so, there were a lot of great um, performances. There were a lot of great winners, and I think definitely some shocking ones and some expected ones. So I made my playlist uh, based off the winners, some of the some of the key winners and some of the biggest categories last night. Um, and I, I thought it was great. Uh, I'm going to start with number one. This was probably the biggest award that was given last night, the I Am Hip Hop Award. It's almost like a, um, you know, one of those, like, legacy icon award type things. Right. Um, and, of course, I mean, who else better to get it than Snoop Dogg last night? Um, you know, living in Long Beach, I definitely have to give it up for the fellow LBC hip hopper, Snoop Dogg. And for, for the playlist song that I chose, I wanted to do Murder Was the Case because that's one of the first that he came out with as a solo artist. And, you know, that that definitely is, is a huge song. And so I Am Hip Hop starting out at number one with Snoop Dogg. He won that award. Great speech. He's just so cool. And, oh, my God, I just I, I love, love him. He's the best. He's definitely mm-hmm. the best. Um. Another highly anticipated album, which I don't think people really expected this winter seriously. Um, but uh, as you guys know, uh, the hip-hop video, best hip-hop video, is a very big award. And 
um, Drake's Hotline Bling actually won for that best hip hop video, and you know that video got a lot of of you know jokes made fun of. You know when that first was released, everyone was. I mean, there, there's even there's even T-shirts and sweaters with like him doing the Hotline Bling dance, you know, on it. So this is definitely something we poked fun at, but you know, we're the ones laughing now because he, or he's the ones laughing now because he actually ended up winning one of the biggest awards from it. So good for him. <laughs> uh, and that's actually the song that I used was Drake's Hotline Bling. Um, and then best collab duo or group. I had to put this on here because I grew up being a huge Remy Ma fan and she was locked up for a long time. And she just came out maybe two, she just came back maybe one or two years ago. It was Definitely a highlight of the hip hop, the previous BET Hip Hop Awards from either 2014 or 15, um, and she actually ended up winning an award this year. It was her and Fat Joe featuring French Montana and Infrared all the way up. I think they actually took multiple awards for that song, um, including I believe best single, uh, best produced album. It was definitely, definitely that record got a lot of attention at, at the awards show. So check it out if you haven't. Um, again, it's called All the Way Up, Fat Joe, Remy Ma, featuring um, French Montana and Infrared. Um, <clears throat> Lyricist of the Year, I definitely felt it, it was key for me to mention this because, as you guys may or may not know from a lot of my previous playlists, I'm, I'm, I'm very much not into, uh, you know, the commercial rap scene, but more the lyrical and conscious rap scene. So um, Kendrick Lamar is one of the first to come out in a very long time, in my opinion, um, with, with having this much success, and he ended up winning lyricist of the year. I chose the song. I chose the song uh, "These Walls" as a song I put on um, our podcast, our playlist. Um, and then best new hip hop artist, Chance the Rapper. I, I love him, and he's like. I just posted a video yesterday of his performance on on Jimmy Fallon, and. Um, he, it's him, and then there's Ty Dolla Sign playing bass, and it's it's like five dudes that just killed it, um, just on singing, playing instruments, and rapping, and it's it's a, definitely a performance you don't want to miss. So look that up on YouTube. Um, but Chance the Rapper has definitely hit the scene pretty hard since he came out, and he's gotten a lot of attention for all the right reasons. And he is best new hip hop artist. So I put on there All We Got featuring Kanye West as the one for our playlist this morning. And for the last one, number six, the impact track. Now, if you know this next artist, you know his songs are full of, um, you know, having the most impact on on adolescents and just, oh, he always says uh, very, very insightful stuff in his lyrics. And this is J. Cole. And uh, the song that he actually won the impact track for was called Love, Love Yours with a Z. Um, so definitely check out these songs. Great job to everybody. Congratulations to all the winners last night. Um, and great job to all the performers. It was, it was definitely a, a great BET Hip Hop Awards and uh, definitely proved once again that hip hop is not dead and there are people coming up like Chance the Rapper, Kendrick Lamar, and all these people that are definitely keeping hip hop alive. So just had to mention that. And speaking of hip hop, um, Really sad news, but I think some of you may have seen um, Kid Cudi posted about maybe less than 24 hours ago on Facebook that he has checked himself into a rehab for depression. Um, and did you hear about this, Mom? Well, uh, not I, I saw 
things about it on social media, but I didn't get a chance to read them yesterday. So I'm learning in real time right now. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, well, actually not awesome. I, 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 it was, it was definitely a depressing, um, a depressing, I guess, letter that he wrote. Um, but I'd like to share it with you guys. Um, he said, uh, it's been difficult for me to find the words to what I'm about to share with you because I feel ashamed. Ashamed to be a leader and a hero to so many while admitting I've been living a lie. It took me a while to get to this place of commitment, but it's something I have to do for myself, my family, my best friend and daughter, and all of you, my fans. Yesterday, I checked myself into a rehab for depression and suicidal urges. I am not at peace. I haven't been since you've known me. If I didn't come here, I would have done something to myself. I simply am a damaged human swimming in a pool of emotions every day of my life. There is a raging violent storm inside of, inside of my heart at all times. I don't know what peace feels like. I don't know how to relax. My anxiety and depression have ruled my life for as long as I can remember, and I never leave the house because of it. I can't make new friends because of it. I don't trust anyone because of it, and I'm tired of being held back in my life. I deserve to have peace. I deserve to be happy and smiling. Why not me? I guess I give so much of myself to others that I forget that I need to show myself some love too. I think I never really knew how. I'm scared. I'm sad. I feel like I let a lot of people down. And again, I'm sorry. It's time that I fix me. I'm nervous, but I'm going to get through this. I don't, I won't be around to promote much, but the good folks at Republic and my manager, Dennis, will inform you about my upcoming releases. The music videos, album release, etc. The album is still on its way, I promise. I want to square away all the business before I got here. I wanted to square away all the, all the business before I got here so I could focus on my recovery. If all goes well, I'll be out in time for Complexion. I guess that's his album. And I'll be looking forward to seeing all of you there for high fives and hugs. Love and light to everyone who has love for me, and I'm sorry if I let anyone down. I'm really sorry. I'll be back stronger, better, reborn. I feel like shit. I feel so ashamed, and I'm sorry. I love you. And he signs it, Scott uh, Muscutty, which I guess is his real name. And Wow. Yeah, it's, just, it's definitely a shame. Um, I, I feel bad that he feels like he's let people down because I me think... Too. I think, you know, I think a lot of artists, I think a lot of um, creative minds definitely struggle with depression and anxiety and, you know, having, being one of those people that definitely suffers from, from a lot of like symptoms. Um, I definitely feel for him and I'm, I'm almost proud that he came out and said something like this to, to realize that you're not alone. And um, if you ever do feel alone or, or do feel like any of his words, um, that there are places to go and there are people to turn to. And there, there is always, you know, now is always the best time to get help. And there are people there to help you and assist you in this. Um, and don't be afraid to ask for it. I mean, he's definitely um, ashamed and, and, and he's coming out and coming forward and, and letting everybody know what he's going through. So, um, you're able to be that strong too. And it definitely, I mean, what are your thoughts on it? 
Well, I have to commend him on uh, just the fact that he published that because uh, now it begins a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, as your mom and someone who has watched your artistic world, um, I've seen it time and time again in the artist community where anxiety, depression, and, uh, you know, art commonplace and music is uh, the way that that um, your soul can communicate. Um, because mm-hmm. for a lot of, I think, people that are artists, that is how they communicate to the world, to the people they love, is through their music, through their art, whatever it is, if they're a painter, if they're a writer, you know, whatever it is. Right. And a lot of times normal day-to-day stuff that someone like me may take for granted could be a real challenge for, um, you know, for people whose mind creates, you know, artists are creators and uh, they, they take a blank slate and turn it into magic, music, poetry, art, something. Um, And uh, I think that, you know, they say that we all use like one third of our brain. And Mm -hmm. I, I just think that the, the part, the parts of that one third vary depending on, you know, which lens you come from. I'm a doer, you're a thinker, you know? Um, So, I think that maybe when you're more of a thinker, you may have less um, ability to manage sometimes day to day. And you know what? That's nothing to be ashamed of because, um, you know, you're given, we're all given our own talents and, you know, with talents comes struggle. Nothing Mm -hmm. is easy. Um, Being a doer is like he said, he can't relax. I can't relax. I had to learn to relax. And the thing that I love the most about what he said in that was, that it's time for him to take care of himself. And that's exactly that, that. That's what stood out for me the best. And we've been talking about this even yesterday when I called you for that, yes. you know, half hour conversation. I mean, I think it's, it's re- and, and you, you have been, I, I, yeah, I, I think everybody knows you have been the biggest um, support system for me in trying to help me, uh, you know, self care is the best care. And, and, um, you know, mental health is no joke, people. I mean, uh-huh. it really, it really isn't. And um, taking that time for yourself is so important. I just recently called, you know, my mom for actual mom advice um, yesterday. And um, I think in this world of uh, the music industry, especially out in LA, it's so cutthroat and it's so, it's so expensive to live here. And you're kind of taking, you know, whatever kind of comes your way. Um, and you're thankful to to have the opportunity to sing or perform or, or, or teach or do anything in the musical realm that um, you kind of get overloaded and your, and your plate becomes full really fast. And um, you know, when there's no time for yourself, it, it you, your body begins to break down and mm-hmm. um, it, it's happened to me time and time again. And I was starting to feel that way again. And um, there's nothing that's worth more than your health. Um, and, you know, we say that every time. And, um, you know, I had to take measures just like Kid Cudi. I mean, not necessarily going to rehab, but I had to evaluate what in my, you know, what on my plate was I able to get rid of um, in in the sense that, you know, give myself some time, focus on me and, and my career and, the, you know, keeping my sanity at, 
at a, a calm, relaxed state. And it is hard to relax because we are doers and we are go-getters and we are those driven people that we kind of, and I'm sure like him, like he's been releasing album after album after album after album. And once you, you know, you're an open book at that point. You know, mm-hmm. everybody is, it's probably very hard. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely respect him. I hope he gets well soon. And um, I, I hope he does find the peace he's been looking for in life. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, again, um, I'm glad that he's getting help. And, you know, it's funny, I wrote a blog that I finished this morning. I was going to publish it today, but I'm going to wait until Saturday. Uh, just about, um, it's called, you know, the life of a miracle. But what it really talks about is self-care and loving yourself above everyone else. And I, and I do touch on the fact that I fought with a therapist for eight years because, uh, you know, I was raised where thinking that, you know, your kids come first above all. And my therapist kept telling me the way you can teach your kids is by showing them how hard you work to take care of yourself and taking care of others in lieu of taking care of yourself teaches no one anything good. So I'm really glad that he's taking care of himself. I'm glad you're taking care of yourself. And, you know, um, I hope that this, you know, podcast can serve as sort of an eye-opening conversation for people to understand that, you know, self-love is the best love. And that is healthcare. It really is. Right. Taking care of mm-hmm. yourself is the best healthcare you can give for yourself and your family. Absolutely. I think it's, um, it's, it's really hard. I mean, even, even I had my... You know, I had family in town maybe two months ago now, and um, we went to the ocean. And we just talked about that at the beginning of our podcast, how important the ocean is to my mom. And um, I went, I took my I took my cousin there, and while we're sitting there, he's like, so you come here like every day, or how often do you come here? And I started thinking about it. I'm like, man, I probably come here once every three months. Like, it just and he just looked at me and said, you know, living this close to the beach, don't take it for granted. He's like, make it a point to come look at the ocean. I know my mom has been saying that forever. It's not just my cousin who said this to me, but um, you know, we make tons of excuses of why we can't find the time, and really, it's just about eliminating the excuses and doing it and getting out there and setting aside, you know, five ten minutes a day. And ever since then, I make it a point at least once a week to, you know, either go to the marina here and watch the boat during sunset or play gig outside where I could watch the water for a long period of time, like four hours. Um, or again, you know, try to get to the ocean and, um, it's definitely changed. And, and I think just those five, 10 minutes a day, you know, like my mom says to just quiet the voices in, in your head type of thing and just completely focus on, on nothing, um, has been, wonderful for me and and past you know I think a lot of people you know feel that they don't have time that, that, that it would be selfish of them to take that time for themselves especially mothers like you're saying people running around with a bunch of kids going from point A to point B and um you know just take a couple of minutes for yourself and you'd be amazing how much better you feel just from a couple of minutes and what a great lesson to teach your children mm-hmm you know, I remember one time, I forget what interview it was, but you and I were doing something and someone asked um, you, like, what, you know, what's something that you admire about your mom? And, and you said, I love when my mom's like, no, I can't do that because my body just won't like it. Like, that honesty. And that's an, 
that doesn't come easily. I mean, those are learned behaviors that I had to work on. Um, but to see and to hear you see that as a positive was confirmation that, you know, your kids want you to take care of yourself. And that's the best way you can take care of them is by loving yourself, um, not loving them in, you know, in, and, and not caring for yourself. That's not the right path. And he mentioned, right. Kid Cudi mentions his daughter. You know, he, he his he best said, friend. He said you know? his best friend, right. Yep. So I have goosebumps just, you know, I'm really, you know, I almost cried listening to that letter. Um, I just, you it's know. A, I, I, it's a beautiful letter. I mean, it's, it's, it's a sad, but you could just tell that mm-hmm. he's a great lyricist because of the yeah. way he wrote that. Um, you know, just, just that little part, you know, that I don't know what Pete feels like. I don't know how to relax, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I deserve to be happy. I deserve to be smiling. So yeah, like we all that. do. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, as as you know, you always say, you gotta live your best life. And hopefully, he's making um, a way for for to be stronger, better, reborn, like you said, and come back yeah. um, in living his best life. But actually, I just want to let you guys know that I did screw that up about the um, the album and everything. Complex Con is a big huge show um that's oh. november 5th and that he's supposed to be in that um but his new album is actually called passion comma pain and demon slang so wow it's crazy that that's what he named his new album it's I not mean, really now that you hear the letter though right it sort of makes a little right? sense that's and that's yeah. what i'm saying artists communicate through their art um and, you know, that's how I learned a lot about you when you were growing up was like, oh, I guess she's trying to tell me something with that song. Oh, wow. I learned something in that song. Oh, you know, that poem, you know, in uh, very powerful, very powerful. I'm really, really glad that you brought that up um, and that you're sharing this with this community, because I think that all of us at some time in our life get down, get sad and um, you're not alone. And, you know, there's definitely, you know, help whether it's outside your family, in your family, friends, like don't stop knocking on doors until you find the right person to help you. Just keep believing in yourself. I completely agree. And I, I just, you know, I, I want to let you guys know that, you know, this is, this is not something to be ashamed of. This is something a lot of people go through. But if you are ever fear, feeling suicidal um, and don't feel like uh, you 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 have anybody to talk to about it. Um, 24 hours a day, there is a prevention line and there is a, a, a someone you can chat with. Um, there's even an online chat if, if you don't feel comfortable calling in. Um, the number is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. And, um, you know, I just, I just, my, my prayers go out to Kid Cudi and his family um, and to all of, all of you that, that may feel depressed. There is, you know, help and there is some, some baby steps that you can take. Um, just like, like I said, getting, getting out there and maybe walking for five, ten minutes a day or, um, or your favorite spot that no one knows about or some place that makes you feel safe and um, at home and, and rest if, if you're able to go to that spot or talk to that one person. Um, I, you know, I, my, my, my vibes definitely go your way today. I'm a positive vibe. So um, on that note, I want to, I want to take a quick break and then get into our, our uh, living conscious of the day with, with me. Awesome. Can't wait. Okay, great. Here's a word from our sponsors, guys. 
Up Your Volume Morning Show Podcast and the Taking the Streets Tour are brought to you by Nativa. We would like to thank our good friends at Nativa for their support of the Taking It to the Streets Tour. We can't say enough about Nativa products. We adore that Nativa is committed to nurturing vitality by consciously curating the world's finest plant-based organic ingredients. In fact, most of the dishes in our house, found on our kitchen table, are made possible by the fine products from Nativa. For more information on all of their products, go to www.nativa.com. That's N-U-T-I-V-A.com. And Palm Done Right. You've probably heard the horror stories about palm oil. Orphaned orangutans, rainforests destroyed, smoldering fires that pollute the air. Thankfully, that is not all there is to this tale. There's another happier story that is yet to be told. One where farmers are empowered and communities thrive. One where animals and people are healthy. Where the land flourishes with diversity. And it's called Palm Done Right. Our good friends at Natural Habitats are committed to supporting the community with Palm Done Right, and we are honored to have them supporting the Taking It to the Street Store. To learn more, please head to www.palmdoneright.com. Again, that's palmdoneright.com. Awesome. Love Nativa and Palm Done Right. So do I. I mean, and not only do I love their products, but the people that work for both of those companies are just exceptional human beings and have been a huge light in my life and um, advocates for all the work that I do and a huge personal support system cheering me on every step of the way. And I feel really honored to um, that, you know, life's energy connected all of us. I really do. So we talked about Kid Cudi and how, you know, taking care of yourself. And I'm going to follow up with, I don't know if any of you have followed the story about uh, Norma Bauerschmidt. I hope I'm pronouncing her last name right. Uh, affectionately known as Miss Norma. Miss Norma uh, was at 90 years old when she found out that she had cancer. And this happened two weeks after she lost her husband to a battle with cancer. Um, and he died in a nursing home with hospice care. And her reaction to the doctors at the age of 90 when they told her that she had cancer was, I'm going to hit the road. She chose not to have any care. She chose to basically hit the road with her poodle Ringo and uh, her beloved poodle Ringo. Miss Norma was a World War II nurse. And it just so happens that her son, Tim, and his wife, Rami, were already what we call nomads, uh, living in an airstream, traveling around, kind of like what I do, but I do it in a Fiat. Um, And she got her own trailer and in a little less than a little more than a year, uh, she traveled 13,000 miles, went to 75 locations, 32 states. She rode a horse. She rode um, race cars. Uh, she just did all kinds of, was in a parade, just did everything in life that she wanted to do. And um, on September 30th, she passed away in her beloved trailer. And I really wanted to bring this up because, you know, we all have a choice on our narrative regarding healthcare, regarding uh, the way we leave this life, if, you know, if when we're given um, diagnoses that are terminal. And um, I had both my parents die uh, with the help of hospice. And 
my mom had cancer and she found out in July, but chose not to, she chose no treatments as well. And she chose not to tell us until she, her words were until the sheets on the bed hurt to touch her skin, which just imagine that. Um, And then when she did tell us, we had two wonderful weeks with her before she passed and it was in our home and it was just a lovely time. If losing someone you care about can be lovely. And Miss Norma and her son and daughter-in-law had, and their, her dog Ringo had a beautiful time. And I, I really believe that in questioning the status quo and in getting conscious, you know, we can use Miss Norma as a prime example about, you know, we all get to decide. And I think that um, a lot of times, you know, our healthcare system is built around, you know, keeping you alive no matter what. And I'm not someone that agrees with that. And um, I'm also not advocating that, um, you know, everyone take this path. I definitely have thoughts when it re- regarding uh, young children and youth. But as we get older, um, I applaud Miss Norma and her decision to live life to the fullest, to spend time with what was meaningful to her, because there's no doubt that the last year of her life, she she showed joy in every post and everything that she did versus. That's so, uh, it's so awesome. I'm so it really happy is. she did that. Because a lot of time, I know with me, with MS, I had no joy uh, injecting my body with painful medications. I had no joy um, living in pain and being confined to my house. I had no joy um, just living in fear of MS, which I did forever. And I think when you can change your narrative to be like, okay, I have this and I'm going to live my life to the fullest, uh, whether it's a, a terminal disease or whether it's, you know, depression or whatever it is, I think that we all have the right to, just like Kit Cuddy said, to have happiness. And however you define happiness, I applaud. If that is taking treatment, okay. That's your definition of happiness. But I don't think that uh, traditional uh, healthcare roles put this out as an option when it comes to um, medical diagnoses. And I just want to create awareness that, again, we all get to decide what's right for us. And Miss Norma, I applaud you and I use you as, as someone that I look up to because you really decided, I mean, to hang out with your four-legged friend and your children, what's better than that? And to see America the Beautiful, which I'm doing in real time right now. So um, my, you know, my note of consciousness is, again, we all get to decide how we play out our life. And it's not for other people to tell us to, we don't need their permission. We don't need their acceptance. We don't need anything but what our soul and our gut and our heart tells us. And you know, I, I live that truth every day. Um, most of what I do is frowned upon by 90% of the people, but um, I live my truth. And, um, you know, that, that to me is what consciousness is about, living your authentic self. And the only way you get to do that is by engaging in conversation with yourself and loving yourself. Without self-love and without true conversation with yourself, outside of cultural norms and... and um, you know, the autopilot of life. So, um, you know, Miss Norma just sits, her actions sit at the core of, of my message as Paleo Boss Lady, which a lot of people think it's about food, but it's about raising conscious awareness. So I wanted to really talk about that. 
And then I wanted to share with you guys, because I've been getting a lot of questions. Um, I apologize if you hear me flipping pages. Um, about, you know, a lot of times, especially when you live on the road, go on vacation, people see that as um, an excuse, an obstacle, whatever the word is you want to use for why they have had to step outside of honoring themselves, uh, eating properly, mm. getting movement, meditating, all of that stuff. And mm. I'm over 30 days on the road right now. And um, I know, can you imagine? And I'm here to tell you that uh, that's an excuse. <laughs> it's 100% an excuse because uh, I'm doing it. And uh, I think a lot of time, again, it's easier for us to say, oh, I'm going on vacation and, you know, I just want to have on vacation. I don't want to think about being conscious. Well, there is a price to pay for that. So if you really love yourself, that conversation wouldn't happen because when you go on vacation, you should love yourself even more than when you're in the grind of day-to-day living. So for life on the road uh, to live consciously, I'm going to just share with you that regarding food, because I think that's the biggest obstacle, what I have with on my person at all times, um, both food wise and also um, like kitchen staples, uh, not necessarily food, like right. uh, appliances. So in my car, I have a very small uh, Tupperware style container. Uh, not that I'm pushing Tupperware, it's just a plastic container. Um, I keep my fats. So that's Nativa coconut oil. I like duck fat and uh, organic EVO so that I always have good, healthy fats to cook in because fat is what my brain needs the most to function. Himalayan sea salt and black pepper turmeric and cinnamon, those spices I use every day, they decrease inflammation. You need black pepper to absorb turmeric. Um, I require a tremendous amount of salt because I live mainly a ketogenic lifestyle, which that's a whole other podcast, and I have many blogs about that. And cinnamon is just a great spice to have, and I love it in almost everything. Mm. I carry uh, coconut milk because I prefer to have organic coconut milk without gar gum and uh, so that's just organic coconut milk and nothing else. And that's not always easy to find, especially all kinds of places. So I always keep three cans in my car. Almond butter, raw almond butter, because, again, that's a good healthy fat. And it's when you're hungry, it's a great thing to eat. Um, nuts, I love pistachios, cashews. I keep those on hand, raw and sprouted. Uh, ancient nutrition, nutrition bone broth. Everyone knows I'm a huge fan of that powdered bone broth so that I can, it, it's what I attribute that and collagen to the use of my hands and my feet, which is allowing me to drive the miles that I've been driving. A bulletproof coffee, which includes brain octane oil, uh, bulletproof coffee, and I use coconut milk um, in that as well as cinnamon. Collagen, which I mentioned. Chia seeds from Nativa. Chia seeds are a superfood, and you can just add, throw them into something you're drinking, throw them into a smoothie, and you're getting a tremendous amount of omega-3s and healthy stuff to support your body. Olives and artichokes, great healthy little snacks that don't have to be refrigerated. Cans of uh, mercury-tested tuna, so when in a pinch, a great protein. Um, bars, healthy bars, like RX bars or Lyra bars. And I don't get paid by any of these companies, so I'm not. The only money that Paleo Boss Lady has received has been from Nativa and Red Palm for my guests to travel. So uh, if you go out and buy their products, I'm not getting paid, which basically separates me from almost every blogger out there. Um, grass-fed jerky, 
Uh, I love a good jerky, um, and if it's grass-fed, it doesn't have sugar even more. And when it comes to uh, kitchen products, I travel with an immersion blender and a Nutribullet. They don't take up a lot of room, and you could pretty much use them anywhere. And I've even noticed that a lot of rest stops uh, on interstates have the ability for you to plug stuff in. They have grills. They have picnic tables. You can literally, like, grill yourself up a meal, make a smoothie, do whatever you need to. Uh, As far as staples, it's amazing. As far as food staples, I carry onions, garlic, avocado, ginger. Um, I usually grab a lettuce whenever I leave one city going to the next. So I have a little cooler that sits in the front seat of my car. I also carry um, a Brita so that I don't always have to buy bottled water in every hotel. I can just have, you know, at least some sense of filtered water. Um, I don't like drinking out of plastic bottles, so I do carry an insulated thermos to keep my things cold. I carry a can opener, a knife, fork, and spoon, and uh, two cast iron pans. And um, I also make sure that I stock up on frozen uh, organic fruits and keep those in my cooler, as well as um, some grass-fed beef. Like yesterday, I went to Sprouts. I love Sprouts. And they had grass-fed beef on sale, so I bought it, and I keep it frozen so that, again, if I stop at a rest stop, you know, I can cook up a burger. I can, uh, in any hotel, um, all the hotels that I stay in do have uh, little kitchenettes for me, and they're not more expensive than a regular hotel room. It just takes planning and searching. I love that our dogs are in the background, So, and I hope that all of you realize the power of a four-legged friend. No. I mean, it was essential to Miss Norma. It's Gidget's been essential to my journey. I never would be able to do this. So, again, so I really think funny. Because it is funny. I, I, it's, it's so funny because I hear it so much that at this point, it's almost like I don't even... It, 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 I don't even hear it until sometimes you say something on the podcast. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. Like, I'm not even – I'm, like, so listening to you. That's, like, that's like just always in my background. That's, like, the background of my life. <laughs> and that's the greatest background of your life to have. Um, but I, I just wonder, you know, want to make sure that the people listening know that we're animal lovers. And, you know, you have two dogs. I have a dog. And they make noise. And that's part of their charm. So, you know, life on the road is um, – you know, and another thing that's been important for me is, um, you know, having, um, you know, uh, stuff to listen to while I'm in the car, um, you know, music and uh, directions and people that are following me every step of the way so I can check in when I'm leaving, check in when I arrive, a uh, support system. But I'm no longer able to uh, hear the excuse from people that, well, you know, I can't be conscious when I'm traveling and I can't um, do it on vacation because it's, it's to me, it's just another excuse uh, standing in the way of self-love and really living your best life because I'm doing it and it's not hard. It's like not hard at all. It actually is uh, quite empowering and it feels, um, you know, it's just like what people say to me. You know, oh, paleo takes so much time in the kitchen, da 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 da. When I started, I had no use of my hands, so I can't hear that either. Because if I could do it, you could do it. And I couldn't drive, I couldn't shop, there's so much I couldn't do. But if there's a will, there's a way. So if you really are loving yourself, these excuses just don't enter your world. Um, and that's, you know, my 
my message about um, my traveling so far. And uh, I think it's a really important message. I it really do. Is. It definitely and, is. And I appreciate you sharing the story about Norma, too, because, um, you know, I, I, I think it's, it's important that people understand that, you know, you don't have to listen to everything that you are told the second you find out this information from your doctor, you, you know, and I know, you know, when I, when I graduated college, I came home and took care of my grandfather and there was no hospice involved. There was no, um, you know, machines he was hooked up to or any hospital care. It was just me and him in the house that he raised seven kids in. And that's what he wanted to do. He still wanted to do work by his garden and, he just wanted to do the things he loved to do every day until he couldn't do them anymore. And, you know, he passed away in his own home that he built, you know, in the part that he built. And, um, you know, other people like Norma go out on the road and do these things. But it doesn't mean your life is coming to an end. It just, you know, you can define and make whatever you want to happen, happen. And I think that that's really important for people to know, and, and I even was talking to my, you know, my friend from home, Kim, about her father has uh, throat cancer, um, and he's been suffering for a long time, and mm-hmm. the way they've been healing it um, has not been through your traditional treatment, and it's been all holistic, um, and, you know, I I just commend people that, um, you know, decide to think outside the box, and, and they do what's right for them and they don't yeah. need to listen, you know, and I, I think that's really powerful. So thank you for bringing that up. And I think that's a be- just a beautiful story about a lot of life lessons. Um, so awesome. Yeah. And I, I see Miss Norma's um, story being very similar to Kit Cuddy's, you know, mm-hmm. it's about self-love and about, you know, respecting yourself and taking time for you and listening to what's going to work for you. He chose to get treatment um, after suffering for years and she had a joyful life and decided she wanted to keep it going. So um, it's, you know, both, both powerful, powerful stories that um, definitely, you know, and then I guess our last but not least is the um, what the F people wake the F up people wake the F is, up. Wake the F up, people. I got to tell you, you know, I spend a tremendous amount of time searching for uh, hotels and Airbnbs and places I'm going to stay when I'm not living with people in the community, and, and which most often is just happening because I need a break. Um, not that living with people hasn't been exceptional, but when that happens, I, I'm on 24 hours a day and, you know, we all need to take care of ourselves. So in doing that, um, I've noticed that, you know, every place that I've looked at now shows up in all my social media feeds. So it's just a constant reminder that someone's watching everything you're doing. <laughs> Computer algorithms know all that we're doing. And it was just announced that Yahoo, uh, Reuters uh, reported that Yahoo secretly agreed to supply the FBI or the National Security Agency with um, the government gave them certain terms that they now are tracking. So if you type in a term that the government has identified, Yahoo's tracking all incoming messages and reporting those to the government, which is so, um, so mind blowing. 
It really is. Um, because, you know, for digital privacy advocates, it raises the question about, you know, how far is the government going to go and how much are tech companies willing to, to do this? I mean, this would be the first case that an Internet company has done this. If you remember Google, Facebook, they've all denied the government's request for this stuff. Yahoo, on the other hand, not only uh, they haven't confirmed or denied this, but, um, you know, Microsoft and Google have claimed that they haven't. And insiders in Yahoo employees have confirmed that this did happen and they've been involved in, in they were involved in this. And actually, when they did do this with the government, it created havoc with their internal system and became, you know, quite a challenge for Yahoo and one that was apparently hard for them to keep um, under wraps because of, of, I guess, you know, whatever technological issues it created. Um, I, you know, I, you know, I, the thing that concerns me the most is recently uh, a friend on social media, you know, brought up a good point. Her son and daughter go to a school where there was a, a bomb threat and the school decided they wanted to, um, do um, sort of like uh, a day talking to kids about bombs and things like that. And, you know, this parent was quite concerned about did she want to send her kids to school that day because her one child was very concerned because the kid who apparently made the threat was in one of the classes and they were concerned, you know, what would happen? Would would there be an act of violence? And, um, you know, children may want to understand, like, what would a bomb look like? How does someone make a bomb? Not because they're making a bomb, but because they're, they're look, our parents might want to know about that so they can give their children guidance. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're doing anything wrong. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be making a bomb. So I don't understand how the government can think that it's acceptable or Yahoo that phrases signify concern. I think that our intelligence is supposed to be intelligent enough that you should be able to know if there's a threat, who that threat is, and then be able to talk to internet providers or search engine providers. I don't think that we are a world of bad people. And I think that this sort of generalizes all of us to think that we are all capable of horrific actions. And yes, we are, but that doesn't mean that all of us are of the mindset and that's what we're going to do. Someone who's traveling and, you know, I'm, I'm depending on the human spirit for this whole journey and, I'm here to tell you first and foremost that there are really good people in this world and people are willing to help other people. And most people do not come from a lens of destruction, hatefulness, and, um, you know, intention of, of negative ill will. And, uh, you know, I, I think that Yahoo has made a great mistake. And I think our government is making a huge mistake by seeing this as necessary for national security when I think it's more, again, just a breach of our privacy, you know, limits our, you know, our constitutional rights. And um, I find it completely disturbing. And that doesn't, you know, the sad truth is I don't use Yahoo, grateful for that. But, um, you know, it, it definitely opens my eyes and makes me think twice before I send an email, before I use certain phrases, because you just never, ever, 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 ever know what day and what thing is going to make someone come knocking at your door. You just don't. So it's just a word of caution that people really need to, you know, be careful and realize that what we're doing on the internet is not private in any way, shape or form. And we need to wake the F up. 
Absolutely. I think that's, it's just, it's just scary to know that, you know, all this monitoring is happening and it could be, you know, and they're wasting, in my opinion, wasting so much time on it that could be so much better spent, you know, instead of, you know, who are the people that typed in bomb, like you said, and, and narrow it down and then start honing in on the, on the lives of these people. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a very controversial topic because like, you know, you said, you know, if it's, if it's in order to stop terrorism, I get it. But at the end of the day, it is, it's such a huge invasion of privacy and it's just, it's, it's scary. Um, it's definitely scary. Um, and that is a, that's definitely, um, something I'm going to be more aware of. Not that I, you know, ever look up anything crazy or, you know, it's just, it's right. I think it's, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things, like you said, to just be aware of, um, well, I think we've had a full podcast today with with kind of an ongoing theme of take care of yourself and uh, yeah. do you, do you, and um, make sure, you know, you're living your best life, though it may be hard. And um, we had some real conversations about this yesterday, um, you know, and, and I think, you know, the, the quicker you get to know yourself and really um, – you know, come to terms with who you are and who you really are, uh, the faster you'll be able to understand what, what what giving yourself what you need can really do for your body. And it, it'll work wonders. And, you know, everybody has a different thing that makes them happy. So what we do is not going to be what you need. So you need to look within yourself and find what helps you. And like we always say, take baby steps. Um until you figure it out. Uh, there's no need to, you know, you know, people didn't climb Mount Everest in a day. You know what I mean? Yep. It's just, it's, you just got to take baby steps. So, um, thank you for, for all your insight. And we'll be together this weekend. Um, for those, yeah, of you tell everybody where they can see you. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. Um, this week, um, I will be, well, this Friday, I will let me actually, I added another show. So Thursday the 6th, I'll be at Sip Lounge in um, Long Beach at the Renaissance. And then uh, the 7th, I'll be at Tantalum. Um, and then this Saturday, I'll actually be traveling out to Denver to be with my mom and some family. And uh, I will be performing at the Living Room, 9.30 to 11.30 on Broadway. And then uh, I'll be playing next Tuesday and Thursday at the Boathouse on the Bay in Long Beach. So I'll be around. Awesome. Well, yeah. you guys can all catch me. Uh, well, today, if anyone's in Denver at 1230, I'll be at Um Coffee, which is the only paleo coffee house restaurant in Denver. Um, oh, and awesome. yeah, and then Saturday at Comprehensive Chiropractic in Lakewood, Colorado at 1230. I'll be giving a free talk there. Yes. So excited about that. You can check those events out on paleobosslady.com. All the events that are open to the public are listed there. I'm in Colorado for the month, uh, pretty much the month, until I go off to Wilmington, Delaware to do my TEDx. So um, maybe today some people will swing by for lunch at Um Coffee. And uh, if not, I hope to see you Saturday at Comprehensive Chiropractic uh, in Lakewood in Colorado, 1230. And I will be there as well on Saturday for support. So um, if you want to meet both and, of us, yeah, I'm going to do a run through of my TEDx 
um, looking for feedback from the community. So I'd love to oh, see you there. Yeah. And I know there's light refreshments and it's going to be lots of fun. So uh, hopefully you'll meet both of us then on Saturday. Awesome. Can't wait. Well, have a great week and we'll talk to you guys again next Wednesday, 830 to 930 Pacific Standard Time, 1130 to 1230 Eastern Standard Time. See you guys next week. Thanks a lot. Have a great week. You too. Ciao, ciao.